PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is Season 2, covering everything from student stories to self-care and sports. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. From politics and sports to the greatest athletes of all time, we cover everything sports. Hosted by yours truly, Casey, Andrew, and DJ, who bring you quality sports entertainment and news. Stay tuned, athletes and sports fans. We're about to score big because this is the CAB Sports Show. Hello everyone, welcome to the CAB Sports Show. I'm Casey. I'm Andrew. And I'm DJ. And today we have our special guest Brian Kaplan here of the men's volleyball team on New Pulse. We're gonna talk about the mindset of athletes and the sacrifices they have to make, and also the difference between D1 and D3 sports. So how are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing good, thanks for having me, DJ. So first thing we wanna ask you on this show is, what goes into the mindset of being an athlete? I mean, the biggest thing that I tell people, whether it's an athlete or just even in your life, like you have to be an animal. Like you should feel that you are the best within yourself, within the best of not just as the sport you're playing. You know, you you have to have that killer mentality, man. You have to go into every game, every practice, every lift, just knowing that you're pushing yourself to be better, that you're elevating yourself to another stage of, of the game that, you know, you were not at before previously. Mm. and that you're eventually going to take to, you know, to a championship eventually, hopefully. Yeah, so this animal mentality that you're talking about, definitely, I think we can all relate because we're all athletes. Can you go more in depth to that? Like, what's the scheduling like? Like, how much time do you have? How much time do you have to dedicate into the gym? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's within itself. It's just such a daily regimented thing. Now I'm in there every day. You know, if you want to be the best or if you want to feel like you're the best, like you have to be in there more than everyone else. I mean, you know, we all have our favorite athletes that we admire and look up to. Right. They say it every day. You know, you got to be in the gym longer than the guy next to you. you. You know, if you're the first one in the gym, you better be the last one to leave. I always find myself, especially with, you know, weight room and practices, like I hold it myself you better be the first one there you better be the last one to leave because that's like just, that uh, what's that expression like a thousand hours um, oh yeah like that kind of mindset yeah, you just got to be a gym rat i'd rather practice ten thousand hours one thing than ten thousand things for one hour each you know because right. i mean you could say it with anything you know sports life practice for anything music everything you got to make sure that you're doing everything whether it's who you are to the t you know you got to follow it up at 9 a.m breakfast by 9 30 like that's not me i can't do it that daily regimented but i know for a fact that i wake up i'm gonna eat i'm in the gym by this time at least once or twice of the day or even throughout the week since when i'm in season yeah but you know you just got to make sure you stay on that plan because i feel like that's a lot of things that some athletes today just kind of are losing not so much in the pro level obviously but at the collegiate level it's just that killer mentality like you people should not like you that's the way that i see it like you should not be liked by everyone as an athlete if you are either doing it really right or you're doing it really wrong that's the way that i see it 
Yeah. Speaking of sacrifices, it's not just about the work ethic. Yes, you got to be in the gym, but I think what separates the great athletes about what you put in your body oh yeah you got to eat right too oh, yeah. and, and you got to get good sleep yeah those that, are you got you can't forget those yeah i mean that's it's funny you say that because an old an old club coach of mine that i used to have back in the day is saying every practice before we'd walk in he'd be like you can't put 87 in a ferrari man if you're gonna put something in there you gotta put the right thing you know you gotta yep. make sure you're eating right and i'm a former athlete myself i did varsity basketball in high school i did track and field oh yeah nice and it, and it doesn't matter i don't care how much you work out if you're putting mcdonald's and wendy's you that stuff in your difference. body all the time yeah. instead of putting fruits and veggies broccoli spinach in your body you're gonna feel it in your core and you're not gonna have the same endurance and stamina and yeah, energy yeah. that you usually should have the, to perform at your best you could definitely feel the difference like i i definitely feel myself getting more and more sluggish by the time you know we're mid-season you know our, our dietary eating habits have definitely gone down a little bit you're not watching as well as you have in the beginning of the season prior same thing as going to the gym following that regimen the minute you cut off from that is the minute that everything starts to change and you start getting slower you start slacking off a little bit more and it's not just as an athlete perspective but even just as a student what you do follows you all around full circle that's right. the way that i've always yeah. seen it you know what you do going into you know the gym going into practice going in just to life you got to stay disciplined and i feel like that's something that's definitely lacking just you know overall right now so what would you say your diet is specifically chicken <laughs> lots chicken. and lots and lots of chicken <laughs> protein, protein. Like, protein. Um, <laughs> are you big on like campus food you be eating that or you kind of go off campus i go off your, campus yeah no i mean i when I was on campus, that was definitely a little bit more easier just because quick, you know, quick, order yeah, yeah, out, got yeah. it, done. But yeah, no, once the minute you get off campus and you you get that taste of off campus life, you're making meals for yourself left and right. You're like, you're eating pasta, you're eating chicken, you know. What's some spots you be going to like off campus? Definitely main course. Okay, um, no doubt. You know, every once in a while when I know I don't have a game or practice burrito, burrito, just because it's a little bit more greasy, you know, some form of, you know, yeah, grease yeah, yeah. in your diet. But that's also another thing too, dietary wise, you don't always have to constantly keep eating the same thing. And that's what a lot of people miss out on is when you get put on a dietary plan, just because it's working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to be the same for you. Everyone's body is naturally different. And I've noticed that, especially since my freshman year, I was five, nine, probably 145 severely underweight i'm 510 now 155 almost 160. going through and eating better food like even how dj says like it just it helps you you know you get more energy for the day you get more energy to do what you want to do and you just feel better which automatically then puts your mindset going across even better to follow and continue doing it every day so like like you've been on the team since freshman year yeah so this is your fourth year yes was there like a certain point like maybe growing up or like at a certain age where you were like yo i i'm gonna play uh college sports like that's what i want to do yeah so when i was around i want to say 12 13 years old i was still playing baseball at the time but i was just around stopping because I, I wasn't really playing for me anymore. I was kind of playing because my dad loved baseball, always has, always will. But that was something we talked about, like going to college, playing a sport in college. Baseball could have been that for me. Right. Golf is another sport that I play on the side, okay. uh, mostly during the summer back home for me. You hit the range or? Like, oh, yeah. Pulls. Crank the range. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no doubt. Got <laughs> to get that drive up to 300, you know? Yeah, man. Um, Work at it. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, once I started playing volleyball, it, it wasn't on my radar at first because it was just something that you know i enjoy doing as a as the new sport in you know in my life but as i continued with it going into club travel by my third year of travel i, I was like yeah this is something i could definitely do in okay. college maybe not you know at the division one level but definitely i can play at a school somewhere shape or form what was like that process like were you like reaching out to schools or were you going to different
different events where there were scouts or like what was that whole thing going? Yeah, so for travel, for club, for the most part, the coaches, they come to the tournaments to, right, right. to look at players. Usually if you're on a coach's radar, you know, you'll shoot them a quick email. Hey coach, you know, I'm going to be at this tournament, this date, my games are at this time, you come know, watch, my, my number watch. is this, come yeah. watch if you can. But it, it's hard though, definitely for people in high school or even just starting to try to break into college and going to that next level because at certain points you can't physically talk to them as a player coach relationship. You know, if you do that, you can get in trouble with the NCAA, right, right, you know, rules. there's certain rules and regulations you have to follow. So like even when I was getting recruited to come here, I physically couldn't even talk to the coach till my senior year of high school, even though I was getting recruited by my junior year. That's crazy. So it's like, you know, he said to me like, oh, you know, we're, you're on our radar, you know, we're looking at you, but it, I, I can never officially be like, oh, hey coach, you know, can I come for a visit? I had friends on the team that I knew from Long Island, from club playing against, whether with years prior, but they came here to play and they're like, dude, it's awesome. You know, I always were able to stay in contact with them. Other teammates I've had going to other schools, you can always can kind of get a feel of what it's like, whether, you know, either even if you can't visit they're always like dining hall is great facilities are great you could do this can't do that this kind of stinks this is good so you, you kind of get a feel but still it's always better to be there for yourself to actually get because yeah everyone's yeah. different yeah. you know i like something doesn't mean you like it yeah and how would you say that your stress level is holding up like what are your stress levels how does your mental health hold up like because i know when I was competing in Taekwondo and like every time before a tournament I was going to have to compete, I was always just like, it would stress me out so much. Yeah. It's, just like, it's, it's yeah. stressful. It's a lot of pressure. So I'm just wondering, is that just consistent in all sports? Like, how do you feel? Yeah, man. I mean, I try to always, you know, it's, it's the mentality as a team we always try to go into. I know Taekwondo is more of an individual, yeah. so you always have to be mentally prepared for yourself. But as a team sport, that's partially why you have a team. You know, you have guys holding yourself to a higher standard, making sure that, you know, you do your job so that way there is no stress. But at the same time, for me personally, it's more so the stress comes from school after having yeah. a game or after having practice. Would like you say there's ever like a pressure though, even if it's a team effort, if you think, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, what if I like mess up this for my team or like, are they going to be upset oh, yeah. with me or? Definitely. If you're not nervous, you're not human. Yeah. That's the way that's that I so say right, it. You know, right, if you're, if you're if you're going into a game and you're not nervous, there's only two things I, I think of. Either one, that dude is batshit crazy. And he's just trained to the point where he is literally, you know, Michael, he just doesn't care. Michael yeah. Jordan, GOAT level, like, bro, I'm here. It doesn't matter. You could say whatever, do whatever. I'm going to destroy you in every way possible. That's like the Kobe mentality, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, you know, you have, you have the type of mentality where you go in and you know what you do, you know what you're supposed to do, but the minute you step on that court or the minute you go into any sort of arena where you are, everything just crashes. It falls, you start to melt. You know what I mean? You just, and I feel like the biggest thing I remember my freshman year, we got to go to California to play. Oh, for real? Yeah, for what, we, it was like a tournament or something? Yeah, so usually at the start of our season, we have it as like a tournament. Okay. Um, but it's really just getting a couple of the beginning games out of the way for the season. But we got to play in the Warriors G League Stadium when, oh, we, went wow. to, when we went to California. So, you know, you get to play in, in an arena like that and you start looking around, you're like, damn, man, you know, like this is sick. But then you start realizing, oh, but then it's live stream. You have oh other people gosh, watching. Yeah. You're in, yeah. a, in a full arena this big. Big, yeah, time, big time. There's no spectators, yeah. but, you know. All, there's still people watching you. All those levels start adding on top. And I just remember me going in being like, dude, I'm so screwed. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm freshman year me going in. I'm all playing with all seniors. I'm like, dude, I'm going to mess up so bad. But again, that's the thing. The teams, that's why they're there. They're your team. They're there to hold you up to make sure that you don't mess up. And even if you do, it doesn't matter. Right, right. I feel like it's more so, at least 
personal wise, it's more it's more pressure from my coach than I would say the actual team or playing itself. Because he just, you know, he he wants us to win, and besides that, he knows we can win. So it's really him pushing us to like to be at a higher standard. But the pressure then that comes from that is what we put on ourselves. Like we put that all our, that pressure on our own back because of him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I feel like one thing about being an athlete, especially on a team sport like volleyball, basketball, or football, baseball, whatever, you don't have to sacrifice for yourself when you're putting the work in. You have to eat right and get sleep. But when you're you're doing it for your teammates as well. Oh, yeah. If you're not doing yeah. that, your absolute best, you're failing your team as well. Like, and then no, your no, teammates are going to look at you and they're going to be like, yo, what are you doing? You're failing us. Like, so we could be a championship team if you just put the work in. Yeah, we it's have, not just about you. It's about your teammates as well. We have a saying we say on the team. If someone's not doing their job or if they're just kind of slacking off or if they, you know, they decide to give you an attitude after you trying to, like, pick them up after they messed up or something, we just say you're selfish. Exactly. You're yeah, selfish. I, I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that to be an athlete, you have to have a lot of, like, empathy towards your teammates. You have to care about your teammates. You can't just care about yourself. If you're doing anything, just be like, oh, I want to make myself look good. I want to be the best at this. I want to yeah. be better than everyone. Eventually, you're going to fail because you're never going to be the best because mm -hmm. no one can be the best. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole thing of just wanting to be there for your teammates, building a relationship, building a family, and then when you guys succeed together, it's just the best feeling ever. It's yeah. just like a bond that can't be broken, you know? You watch any good team, whether it's, you know, professional or college, even high school, you know, for the most part, I won't say every time because it's not always the case, but it's usually the best team is usually the one that wins. Yeah, they'll have right. the individually good players, but it's the best overall team. Yeah, the teamwork is the yeah. one that wins. have that chemistry, right? Look at any professional sport. I mean, look, look at look at the right. look at the Super Bowl coming right now, the Bengals yeah. versus the Rams. Nobody would have thought that. Nobody yeah. would have thought that at all. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, Tom Brady, he's in there. Sign the check right now. I'll put it, I'll put it down. <laughs> Speaking of team, team that won, you guys didn't know this, but Ryan's actually a national champion. He won the national championship here for New Pulse yeah, as no a freshman way. in that college no team. Way. Yeah, freshman so year. Tell us what that experience was like and how was the team like? How did I feel for you? How did it help you improve as a player? Yeah, so freshman year, that was a ride within itself, man. In a new school, new place, you know, new environment, new friends overall, but even just sport-wise, you're playing against guys who you're 18. I was 17 coming into college because I have a later birthday. Playing against 21, 22, sometimes if not 24-year-olds because they're, they're coming late in, or whatever, you know, started yeah. late yeah. or they're in grad school or whatever the case may be. And yeah, freshman year was just a ride, man. Going from California in the beginning, freshman year, going through the season game for game. You know, there was definitely games that we should not have lost. There was games that we should not have won. You know, there was just, it was always a constant back and forth. Yeah, but, I feel um, like that's like a lot of sacrifice. And oh yeah. And speaking of oh, sacrifice, yeah. I think let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll get more into those sacrifices of everything of being a professional athlete, because there are definitely a lot of sacrifices people make besides just like the stress and everything that being a professional athlete requires. Oh, yeah. So when we come back, we'll go over sacrifices and we'll see you after the break. And welcome back, guys, to the CAD Sports Show. We are right now with Brian Kaplan, the men's volleyball 2019 sports champion right here. So back at it, we're going to get more into sacrifice. So professional sports athletes yeah. don't really get a lot of privacy, like especially if you're like a celebrity. Yes. Yeah. You know, the general sacrifices you have to make. I mean, I'll do the common ones for now. You know, your eating habits, they definitely fluctuate. Sleep, you know, everyone needs sleep, but you have a game, you're, you're on the road. Right. Sometimes you're three 
four plus hours away. You never know, you know, what time you're actually going to get home. So then your sleep schedule is all messed up. You know, you fall asleep at 1130 and all of a sudden you wake up, it's two o'clock in the morning. But then you finally just arrived to campus back home from the game you had. You know, another thing you got to sacrifice, you know, your social life going out. You know, you'll always have people, your general friends that you have on campus that you know from either class, you know, DJ being one of my classmates, <laughs> they'll always be saying, you know, oh, we're going out tomorrow or, you know, we're, we're going to be heading out Saturday. Oh, no, I can't. Got a game Friday. Oh, I got practice Friday night. Can't go out Saturday. It's always a commitment that you have to keep following through. But, you know, you, you will have your nights that you can go out. You know, if you have a Saturday game and you know that you're going to be back Saturday night around like 1030, obviously there's plenty of time to go out. You know what I mean? Like you pick and choose your, your moments for the nights, but it's more so you just have to make sure that you're staying with the team, not for yourself. Like you're not like going out every night. You know, we have a rule, especially for our team, you know, 24 hours before a game, but 48 hours for practice and stuff like that. So, you know, you can go out on Saturday after a game and then, you know, you could drink on Sunday if you're 21 on the team, you know, if you're allowed to. But, you know, we've practiced Monday. So are you really going to be want to, you know, drag in at practice yeah, right. because yeah. you just wanted to, you know, have a couple beers watching Sunday football? It's definitely something you got to pick and choose. But I always say I'd rather be in the best shape of my life for, you know, two or three months right before the summer starts and then be like, all right, I could do whatever I want. Flex at the beach. Yeah, and, yeah, beach do what I want. and, you know, it's actually being in the best shape your life a lot of people who do a lot of partying a lot of drinking you're saying you like being in the best shape of your life which is great so would partying or anything like how does partying go like does partying affect anything how do you party yeah man i always say for one drink you have at a party it's an extra two hours you have to be at the gym yeah because damn one drink two yeah. hours yeah because yeah. all what are you drinking <laughs> nah, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I get, I get that, but yeah, no, it's really more so just of a recovery thing. You know, your body's always naturally going through process of change, recovering, and just from one, like, yeah, one drink might not affect you that much, but then by the time you hit ten, or the time you hit seven, or however many down the road you're at, you now have taken the way that I see it. You know, three days or three or four days away from the gym that you've already just done, that you've worked towards, and now you've just taken away from yourself, like. To me, I'm, I finally turned 21. You know, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big guy. Same here, man. I, turned, uh, I, I, don't I didn't drink. drink a, I didn't have a drink in my life until the day I turned 21. Like, I you don't, know, my, I don't my care. mom laughed. She's like, "You're legal, and now you don't want to drink." I'm like, <laughs> I, don't I don't care for I, it. I just, you know, I don't. I like to be healthy. Yeah, yeah no, I drank it's my 21st birthday, but dude. after that, I was like, because I was doing taekwondo at the time. Also, yeah, no, so when you do sports, you don't drink as much. So, so that's a perfect example. Like, you, you're already naturally just in a mindset like, I can't be doing this. That's just the way that you know, as an athlete, you have to program yourself and you have to naturally be again following that regimen you know yeah we we let people on our team you know go out we have a rule you know you can go out before practice you know even if we practice the next day but if you're dragging ass at practice you better change your mentality right. you better change something quickly because we're you know that's not flying otherwise then you know it's not just that we'll revoke your privileges of being able to go out you know with the leniency that we have here especially at division three level we'll revoke it for the whole team it won't just be a you know you can't go out now nobody can go out because what you decided to do or what you decided to you know act you decided that going out was more important than the team that's the way that we look at it especially for how we talked about the division one athletes how you know they have to sacrifice just as much if not more I mean, my own friend, he can't even come home more than going out. Like he lives in California for the school that he goes to. So he can't even come home, let alone go out, like have fun because wow. of just how many days a week he has practiced, how many times he's got to be in the gym. Grant, I mean, he's also not old enough. So he's, you know, little baby boy, not legal yet. 
I feel like other sacrifices athletes have to make. Like you're talking about, yes, you have a game and before a game or after a game, you say, oh, I can't go out. But also, you need to make time for your homework. Mm -hmm. you're, an, yeah, you're a student just first. As much, yeah. If um, you're if you're not doing your work, your grades aren't up to par. You're not going to be eligible to play. And NCA is very strict on that. Oh yeah. Um, What's the GPA? It's like 2.5. You need. So it's actually 2.0. <laughs> Okay. 2 so 2.0 and um, that's not bad. That's very low. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but you know, my my freshman year, you know, I definitely I came close to not being academically eligible. Like I had that case of, you know, finally in college, you know, away from the parents, get yeah, to do whatever, yeah, you get to finally have fun. I wound up getting a two point one nine. Whoa. Mm. Scratching the surface. Yeah, close. scratching the surface. But um but again, like think think about that. Like, you know, I risked my entire freshman season just because of going out or having fun or being with friends or not doing homework. You know what I mean? Like the way that my parents always tried to explain to me and by the time I was a sophomore that finally had broken through, you're going to school to get a degree. You're not going for volleyball. Volleyball is an extracurricular activity that you get to do as, right, right. as a thing, as you know, a side piece of school. Yeah. But same thing, you know, when you're going professional, you know, when you're going to continue something. But for now, you know, school is school. You need to get a degree. You need to do what you need to do to get a job. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, that's something I wanted to touch on. Like, I feel like obviously it's like a cool ass accomplishment to play college sports oh, like, yeah. regardless. Like, that's just cool. But I feel like for D3, like you're really not going to go pro, like unless you might go overseas and mm -hmm. really just hustle. But I'm just trying to think like if you're playing D3 all four years, it's like that's a sport you love. But it's like after those four years are done, what you it's like, what are you oh, going to yeah, do? Yeah. So it's like yeah. you're spending all your focus on the sport, but it's like the whole time, maybe you should have tried to figure out what you want to do after getting out of college. So, I'm wondering if that's like something you'd be thinking about like throughout your time. Yeah, that's something that we try to it definitely explain to a lot of our freshman athletes coming in. It's great and all, you know, as a team, we love to have fun. You know, we'll always be there for you no matter what, whether it's in the classroom, out of the classroom, whether, you know, something, you know, something goes wrong in personal life, we'll always be there. But you have to make sure that you're following everything that everyone else is following. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. That's a really good example because I think for a lot of athletes, me in general, I was always like so invested in Taekwondo and everything. And mm -hmm. I was just, I had like this tunnel vision, like I wanted to succeed so much. And right. at the time I was going to school, I was hustling, but at the same time, I wasn't trying and dedicating myself as much as I should have been in school. Then I'm thinking like, whoa, whoa, what's mm -hmm. my college career is almost over. What am I going to do after college? Like the reality kinda, starts to hit. Exactly. Yeah. So, Brian, you're a D3 athlete in the school here. Volleyball team is D3, right? Yes. So I was looking up some of the differences between D3 and D1 schools. And one thing that shocked me is how D3 athletes, they don't get offered scholarships. You guys only get financial assistance and merit aid. And college coaches at the D3 level usually recruit locally and they pick the top athletes in their surrounding class. So how was it like for you being a D3 athlete, knowing you guys usually don't get full ride scholarships like D1 athletes? You know, this this is always, you know, this has been the question for, for years, just as much as it has been for, you know, should college athletes get paid mm -hmm. you know that's that's, one, yeah. that's you know that's been one of the biggest arguments they finally made that that change in the switch just last summer just last summer you know you can be a sponsored athlete oh that's right have, i saw you know, that, have a right? brand name to yourself but you huh. physically cannot i don't know what the official ruling was like you can be sponsored by you know a certain company and ruling but like you can't be profiting off it directly like you can get like like so i say it was like adidas right adidas came to you and said we want to offer you a deal you can get their it's you like know perks their, and yeah you can like get that. their clothes yeah. and 
you know, you can do like, you know, you can get a photo shoot done for Adidas, but you're not making any money off that photo shoot or any prior marketing that they do from you after the fact. Unless maybe you build a relationship, then you maybe go play but professionally so then, and then they, they come back around. So that's, but so that's the thing. Like NCAA has such a tight hold on that where huh. if you were to do that, so like that was the whole thing with LaMelo Ball too. He started his own yep. shoe line prior to going to college and the NCAA. And that's what made him disqualified, I yeah. think, exactly. right? Yeah. That's why yeah, he didn't okay. go to UCLA like yep. his brother Lonzo. I mean, he's doing fine in the NBA now with Charlotte. Bro. Yeah, but for academic money-wise, again, school comes first. So academically, you should already find as much money as you can prior to getting into the school. But I, I have always found that, you know, Division three athletes, whether it's D3, 2, you know, 1 obviously being the highest level, I still feel like they should be getting money to come play because of just the sheer fact of revenue that we bring to the school in general. And the sacrifices that you guys yeah. make every single day. Yeah. I mean, you know, I even just, you know, for the general school or just student aspect of it, like I lose half my winter break because I come back early to play. Yeah. So like if when you guys normally come back the 21st, I would have been coming back from California two days prior after playing for already a month and a half. Like think about how much money an individual team bring. Like I don't even, I don't know if this is fully true, but for the most part, usually it is. Like usually when you win a national championship, your athletic, you know, corporation get, gets yeah. a bonus. Yeah, yeah. I see signs on we the should, um, all the time, like pretty sure. champions, yeah. we should have soccer champions. Like I see so many of those in the gym. Yeah, no, like if I, I'm pretty sure, and I still don't know if this, like the numbers even that true of a fact, but we should have gotten a million dollars from the athletic department fully after winning the championship I'm kind of, here. I'm kind of shocked because I'm the announcer for the basketball team here for the girls and boys. And I look at all the banners. I'm like, how come they don't, they don't have more money? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it might be a little bit of a stretch to maybe get paychecks for D3 athletes, but I feel like at least get like some of your tuition paid for or something, right? Like college is expensive. Yeah, yeah. You guys, are already, you guys are already paying so much. Students in general already paying yeah. so much for stuff. I mean, the one thing that I would love, I mean, this is different for everyone, but I just said, if you can cover my textbooks my meal plan and just my off-campus living i don't care i mean that sounds like a lot because realistically then you're like all right well that's that's basically all of campus dude that's you know <laughs> that's all of college your, your studies your your food and your, your living the way that i see it is when i first came to, to new paltz gauge was the athlete dorm you know what i mean like predominantly all of the athletes lived there so the way that i see it is like why not then create an actual full athlete dorm they made ridgeview they made lenape they made all the newer dorms that have you know the bigger suites you know ac in the buildings money that they have to push for stuff like that. But then again, you know, they have the newer nice bathrooms over there, AC, and then I'm in Gage, which was built in like 18 something, and there's mold growing oh, in the showers. Yeah, I heard Gage know. is disgusting. Again, it all comes full circle to do we just suck it up and say, you know, I'd rather just take better food or would you rather be like, oh, well, then I'd rather keep the gear every year or I'd rather have part of my classes or this paid off for because, you know, they give me money for this. If you're to pick and choose, it's always a positive and negative that goes with one or the other, especially as an athlete. So, Brian, what year are you in right now in New Paltz? I'm currently in my senior year, but I will be staying for an extra year because I switched majors second semester of my junior year. Okay, dope. So you're a senior now, so you've been doing volleyball this whole time. So what's your reflection on your whole volleyball career here? I mean, it's been a blast. We've had our ups and downs, you know, obviously winning freshman year. I mean, what a way to come into college and you right. know, start your career. But, you know, by the time sophomore year, junior year hit COVID, obviously, you know, yeah. That definitely, you know, like I remember right before the first like quarantine, like officially actually started, we were on a three game win streak. We had just beat MIT to make it four. And we would have hosted then the conference championship after that game if we would have won one more. But then they stopped the season. 
and sent everyone home because of COVID. Wow. Junior year came, a lot of the, the seniors, the older guys that were there, they came back because they had the extra year because of COVID. So then again, that affects all the juniors, you know, myself and everyone else who's on the team that are trying to then earn their starting spots just yeah. as much. Throws everything off. Same yeah. thing, you know, and then going to senior year now, been playing with my class has been together, obviously since freshman year, the same group of guys we're going through. We're predominantly the starting team now, but the freshmen coming in, the biggest thing we keep trying to tell them is this doesn't last forever. You know, like it seems really fun right now. And, and you know, you, it's quick. it seems like it's going to last as long as it possibly can. And then you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and it's going to be your senior year. And you're going to be like, what the hell just happened? Time yeah. flies. It really does. Like literally freshman year was three years ago. Meanwhile, I felt like it was yesterday. Yeah, crazy. Came yeah, in, I feel first like too. Playing. But yeah, thank you, Brian, for coming on today. Thank you for Talking having about me. the mindset and that sacrifices athletes must make and what it's like to be a D3 athlete. Definitely very insightful from a national champion. So oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Have Guy got to have that in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for watching the CAD Sports Show. Come back next episode to stay up to date on everything sports. Casey, Andrew, and DJ out. See you next time. This episode of Paltzcast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 393 Podcasting Class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.